So he asked Sa'ad, can you, can you send someone? Can you send a messenger so I can speak to him? What is his intention? Why did you guys come here? So Sa'ad, radiallahu sent what this topic today and what this story is today about a man named Rabi bin Adam. So Sa'ad sent Rabi bin Adam to the Persian Empire to meet General Rustam. So when Rabi bin Adam set foot and arrived at the borders and at the tent of General Rustam, what was the sight that met him? What was the sight that he saw? He saw the equivalent, I would say, Beverly Hill Mansions, an army that was of awe, a great army. And what met him when he went inside this tent to meet General Rustam? He saw a great tent. He saw the tent lined with cushions and pillows, something which at that time people would not have been able to imagine. Silk, gold embroidery was the norm of the, of the Persians. The armies and the guards, their embroidered armour was, was of jewels and gold. You would be awestruck with what you have seen, and Rabi bin Amr would have been awestruck with what you have seen. But he wasn't phased. He wasn't phased with what he saw. And he went inside the tent. And unlike his Persian counterparts, he had an interesting way of looking at things. He didn't come in very haughty as if he was the owner of the world. Rather, he came on a shabby horse. A shabby horse. A very dirty horse. In a thummery, it's narrated that the horse was very dirty. And as, as he was walking in the tent, the dirt was dropping off the horse onto those beautiful Persian rugs. He had a sword that was sheathed in a piece of cloth. A very simple man. Yet he was going to meet the general of general of, of the Persian and General Rustam. And when he saw General Rustam, General Rustam was sitting there, very pompous, very extravagant on his, on his beautiful cushion. And the Persian guards, they prepared a cushion for Rabi bin Ali, so he could sit right in front of General Rustam. So as soon as Rabbi bin Amr looked at the cushion, he got his sword out and he struck the cushion. What an amazing sight. He struck the cushion and he cast away the cushion and he sat down. So if you were Jabal Muslim, you must be very, very confused. You must be thinking, why is this man doing this? Why is he acting like this? Why is he walking like this? Now listen to the word of Rabir, because he came with a message. He came with a message to the greatest of empires at the time. The first thing he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us. 
He brought us here in order to lead who he wants and he wants us to lead man from the worship of other men to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He then goes on to say, to lead men from the narrowness and oppression of this world to the vastness of the hereafter. And then he finishes off by saying, from the injustice of the other adyan, of the other ways of life, to the justice of Islam. He has sent us with this deen to call everyone to it. Three precise sentences. Three precise sentences. SubhanAllah, these are amazing words. Now there's something to think about here. What is Rabia bin Amr actually talking about? When he says, from the narrowness and oppression of this world to the vastness of the hereafter. On the surface of it, the Persian Empire is very powerful. They have all the worldly goods, they have the armies, they have the jewels, they have the palaces, they have the crowns. They were an amazing empire. They had the best technology of the time. Yet beneath that facade, Rabbi bin Amr spotted a weakness. He spotted a weakness of that civilization. He spotted that under the greatness, on the surface of that greatness, was darkness and oppression. For over a thousand years, the Persians were Zoroastrians. They were fire worshippers. They used to take the fire as their god, their ilah. They used to worship it, they used to make homage to it. They used to give it that great respect. And this is what Rabi'ah bin Amr, he spotted. He spotted that underneath his facade, there was a way of life, a belief, that was narrow and irrational. And the civilization was founded upon an absolute ludicrous idea. And this idea was going to destroy them in this life and in the hereafter. And on top of that, it was the Persians who instituted slavery. They were oppressors. And anyone who was from Abyssinia, by the way, Rabi bin Amr, when he's, he is actually from Abyssinia, he was black. So anyone in that, uh, coming from that side of the world, was seen as slaves or had very little status within society. So imagine Rabi bin Amr, who was a slave, according to the Persian film and the Arabians of the time. They see him, the Persians see him talking to the general Rustam, the great man, the great commander. But Rabi bin Amr wasn't phased. When he brought the message from the narrowness and oppression to the vastness of Islam, the vastness of Islam as a civilization, it is founded upon a belief. It is founded upon a belief that says, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. It is founded upon the idea, Wama khalaqtul jinna wal insa illa liya'budun. Verily and indeed, that the only reason that man and jinn have been created is for what? The purpose is to worship Allah. That is the only reason. 
No other civilization, no other way of life, no matter how great they are, or no matter how great they claim to be, can offer this idea and this belief. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, I started off with the story of Rabia bin Adam, but the story hasn't finished. We must continue the story of Rabia bin Adam. When we look at the world today, the current Western civilization, they boast about having the best of everything. The best technology, the best social economies, the best cities, London, New York, Beijing. The best modern technology of the time, the next iPhone. <coughs> Even Barack Obama, he said that we are living in the best of times. Obviously this was before the pandemic. But he said that we as humans are living in the best of times. Yet beneath this facade, beneath all of this greatness on the surface, we see darkness and oppression. We see a way of life that says the belief in God is irrelevant. We see a way of life that pushes the idea of acquisition of wealth. Yet we see poverty. We see stark inequality. Just go down 10 miles down in London, to the city of London, and within London itself, we see poverty, we see homelessness. So yet, they boast and they boast that we have the great cities of the world, yet there's poverty in these great cities. We see a way of life that pushes the idea of individualism. Put yourself first. Don't care about anyone else. Put yourself first. It's me, myself, and I. I don't care about anyone else. This is the idea that is pushed. Yet we see broken families. Yet we see single mothers. These are the issues that we grow up with in, in the so-called Western and developed world. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses mankind. And the ayah I started off with, Alif Lawa, Kitabun anzalnahu ilayka litukhrija al-nas min al-dhulumati ila Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the book, the kitab, the Qur'an, to do what? Its objective is to lead mankind from the darkness and oppression that we see today to the light of Islam. That was the objective. Islam is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's deen, which he revealed to the people, to the mankind, to the, to the world. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Rahmatun lil'alameen. It is a way of life that addresses man's affairs. It addresses human problems and organizes man's life. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, وَنَزَّلْنَا عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابِ تِبْيَانًا لِلْكُلِّ شَيْءٍ 
وهدى ورحمة وبشرى للمسلمين. That again, we have revealed this book for clarification on everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this deen, a way of life that at the center is the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the basis for everything we do. A way of life that says, put others first, not yourself, put everyone else first, put the guests first, put your family first. A way of life that says, distribute the wealth so it circulates within society. Don't circulate amongst the few, like we see in this society. Did we know that during the time of Umar bin Abdul Aziz, poverty did not exist within his society, under his rule? Did we know when the Muslims and Jews were persecuted in Spain in the 14th and 15th century, they fled to the Uthmani Khilafah to seek protection under the light of Islam? It was the light of Islam that Rabia brought to the Persian Empire. It was this light that illuminated our world more than, for more than 13 centuries. Now I want to finish off with a hadith that our beloved Messenger وسلم, said. تركتكم على محجة البيضاء ليلها كبهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هارك the Prophet says, I am leaving you upon a path of brightness whose night is like day. No one will deviate from it after I am gone but the doomed. Islam is our light. Islam is our light. It is our guidance. And the one who deviates from this light will be doomed in the life and in the hereafter. أقول قولي هذا مستقر الله عليه أما بعد عباد الله رحم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون قوموا إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim 
مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين والذين كفروا وصدوا عن سبيل الله زدناهم عذابا فوق العذاب فوق العذاب بما كانوا يفسدون ويوم نبعث في كل أمة شهيدا عليهم من أنفسهم وجئنا بك شهيدا على هؤلاء ونزلنا عليك الكتاب تبيانا لكل شيء ونزلنا عليك الكتاب تبيانا لكل شيء وهدى وهدى ورحمة وبشرى للمسلمين الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله الله أكبر وأسلموا له 
وأسلموا له من قبل أن يأتيكم العذاب ثم لا تنصرون واتبعوا أحسن ما أنزل إليكم من قبل أن يأتيكم من قبل أن يأتيكم العذاب بغتة وأنتم لا تشعرون الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله 